three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, days, and gays. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're all having a great night, weekend, whenever you're checking this out. I've got a review for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which once again is directed, and uh, I think he wrote it, too. Uh, No, he did not write this one. But it's uh, directed by Peyton Reed, who, of course, did the other two Ant-Mans, the OG after Edgar Wright left the project and then ant-man and the wasp that's all him you know him as well from directing the breakup not crazy about that yes man which i think is fun but the concept is insane and then uh down with love and bring it on those are both you know obviously fucking great so um oh he's an executive producer on the unicorn which was a show i really dug so yeah peyton reed good shit so this is gonna be a non-spoiler review i will do a spoiler review next weekend give everyone a week to watch it and then i'll deep dive into what i think is you know where i think this is going and all that jazz but uh the film picks up with paul rudd of course once again playing scott lang Uh, absolutely love paul rudd he has not aged since the first ant-man film how the fuck does he keep doing that but uh scott lang he's he's feeling himself a little bit he has a autobiography called watch out for the little guy which is (laughs) which is an actual book and i already have it pre-ordered no shame in my game he is definitely kind of i don't want to say tony starking it but he's definitely feeling himself as far as his status as a uh, avenger he gets named the greatest employee ever at the baskin robbins that he got fired from even though they always find out Paul Rudd, Scott Lang, he's having, he's enjoying himself, you know, he's knee-deep in his relationship with Hope, uh, played, of course, uh, once again by Evangeline Lilly, despite her political views, my god, Evangeline Lilly is fine, and I, I remember giving Marvel shit, because, you know, if you've read Ant-Man enough, or you've seen enough of the Wasp in comics, you know she has that classic, you know, kind of pixie cut that she ends up rocking, and and the first time I saw it, I went, oh, that looks weird. It looks fucking bad. But I don't know. For some reason, the film, I think it's because the first time I saw it with it, it was blonde. And I think with the blonde, it washes her out. It looked horrible. But with her with the dark hair, Vangeline Lily with that haircut looks good. But we are introduced now to a grown-up Cassie. I think she's 18 in the film, who's played by Catherine Newton, who you most likely know from Freaky. Freaky is an amazing movie. If you have not watched it, you should. She's also in Blockers, and she's really great in that. Again, same thing. If you haven't seen Blockers, watch Blockers. But she's probably was my X Factor going into this. I was very curious how they were going to explain, you know, her her growing up of course the snap is the short answer as far as why she's 18 now but um i really really enjoy the chemistry between newton and rudd because we still need to bind to that relationship of cassie and scott even though that they even though they lost five years because of the snap 
and they do a great job of still making it feel very much like the first Ant-Man film, that this is just a guy who wants to make his daughter proud and be the best dad he can. Cassie has gotten into some trouble, which we find out pretty early on. And the thing that I'm already digging about Catherine Newton, uh, her portrayal as Cassie, is I can already picture her talking to Kamala uh, to Kamala Khan, talking to Kate Bishop. She's going to fit in perfectly as far as this new wave of heroes that we're getting in Marvel. So I, I really was a big fan of her performance as Cassie. She handles the action stuff really well. She's very charming. Once they get into the quantum realm, she kind of is, she really is the moral compass of the film, which is kind of a lot to put on someone who, you know, it's their first time stepping into the MCU. But I think that she does an incredible job with it. Uh, I'm just going to kind of go through everyone here real quick. Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd. I, even when Paul Rudd is in a script uh, or a film with a bad script, he still is able to drag something out of it. Um, looking at you, our idiot brother. But <laughs> but Paul Rudd is great in, in this. And there is an anger within Scott that this isn't a spoiler because this, this is in the fucking trailers. But I really dug how much once, uh, you know, the villain, uh, and I'll get to him in a moment, but once the villain pulls the rug out from under him, there's an anger to Scott that we really haven't seen because Scott is so, you know, happy-go-lucky and and all that jazz. And yeah, we've seen these, it's almost kind of like Angry Raylan in Justified where, you know, you get these, these little pockets of Scott being pissed off. Like in the first Ant-Man when, um, oh gosh, when uh, Darren, Darren Cross shoots uh, Anthony, which is fucking tragic, by the way. And, you know, he goes, you're going to pay for that. And he says it with this malice in his voice. And you go, okay, there's a darker gear to Scott that we don't always get to see. There's a point where he just yells King's name. And I actually got goosebumps. I went, God damn, like there is an anger to Scott that I love in this movie, especially in the last big third where it is, you know, the Ant family versus King. So let me get to... Uh, the aforementioned King, Jonathan Majors, you know, he's on the hottest streak of his career. Let's call it what it is. He might be the biggest uh, male name in Hollywood right now. I mean, between being Kane the Conqueror, between Creed 3, between uh, The Harder They Fall and The Five Bloods and uh, Devotion, which uh, and Magazine Dreams coming out uh, later this year, I believe, I think A24 got that. Or if, uh, or uh, no, I think 20th Century got that. Pardon me. I, I cannot wait to see Magazine Dreams. I think that's going to be a haunting as fuck biopic. Uh, not biopic, but uh, just a haunting as fuck story. And I can't wait to see what Majors brings to it. His King of the Conqueror is fucking terrifying. Let's just get that out of the way. We um the origin of Kang. It's very similar to what I've been seeing in my trailer breakdowns. I went, okay, this is probably what they're going to go with. And and pretty comic accurate, honestly, which I was like, okay, like definitely tweaked, but enough of the spirit of the original origin that I went, okay, I like this. Plus, they definitely have room to fill in some gaps, and I'll talk about that more in the spoiler review. But Jonathan Majors is, uh, is absolutely incredible in here. He is a fucking force. He is for me on that killmonger level where there's just this malice to him and anytime he's on screen i went i was nervous 
anytime he's on screen. The whole scene of that, you know, we see in the first teaser trailer, the do we have a deal, Ant-Man, that whole scene. There's there's this point where Scott goes, you know, you've messed up. I'm I'm an Avenger. And King looks at him and goes, you're an Avenger. And he goes, have I killed you before? And I just went, oh, my God. My theater gasped when he said that shit. My partner grabbed my hand like, oh, shit. And like I had seen that clip. And even I was like, God damn. And Scott rightfully goes, wait, what? And King, without missing a beat, goes, yeah, you know, they all they all blend together after a while. And I just went, ooh, that's that's so, so dark. I love it. And I don't know, Majors just has so so there is a great op- uh, sequence with him and Michelle Pfeiffer's Janet. And Michelle Pfeiffer, I just first off, I just fucking love Michelle Pfeiffer and they definitely give her a lot more to do than in the uh, than in Ant Man the Moss because she's not caught in the quantum realm this time. I I was bl- a French Exit. That's the movie I was thinking of. She just did that about three years ago, and I loved her in French Exit. I thought she was. I think it's a very underrated movie. Not by no means perfect, but goddamn is it fun. And Michelle Pfeiffer is just a great fucking actress, and we get several scenes of her acting just alongside Jonathan Majors, especially with his uh, with Kang's origin. And I love those scenes so much because Kang really does feel like it's his purpose to do what he's trying to do to wipe out these other timelines, to wipe out these other worlds. And the, there's this look of fear that Janet always has, that Pfeiffer is always able to betray whenever they're talking about Kane the Conqueror, that elevates his stock, that I just kept going, God, I love the way that she's selling the threat of Kane. And Majors, anytime he's on screen, your eyes are glued to it. It is, it is, it is, you cannot take your eyes off Majors. He commands every scene he's in. And just the more I saw of him, the more I went, oh, yeah, I, I I dig this. The biggest compliment or one of the biggest compliments I can probably give this movie is this is basically Ant-Man, Ant-Man, the Wasp, Land of the Lost. Basically, this is such a creature feature as far as the science fiction elements that are injected into this, more so than even the other two films. And... Look, I've I've listened to a couple of the you know the not so positive reviews because I I do that you know after I even get out of my out of my the, the out of my experience I like to hear whatever people are saying and you know I think a lot of people are saying this film feels unfocused it feels like it takes on too much and honestly I don't know what film people were watching I, I'm just gonna be honest I, this is something for me in this same vein of Civil War. Now, this isn't as great as Civil War. I think Civil War, I believe I gave that fan fucking tastic. Uh, this is not on that level of greatness for me. But what I would say is you can have your cake and eat it too here. There is still a heist element in this movie that's very cleverly weaved in involving Kang and something that he needs that I went, oh, I really like the way you got there. But it's definitely expanding the universe. This is the first film of Phase Five, and after watching this, it's very—it's definitely more clear where we're heading. Which, by the way, is pretty much where I said we would be heading. So everyone, I, I, so again, I'm right. Shut up. But after watching this, I went, "Oh, okay, we're we're heading in this direction. I, I I like that. I'm excited about 
where we're going. So I'm, I'm very intrigued. Uh, both mi the mid-credit and the end-credit scene are horribly important. I will say, without spoiling what they are, I do believe the mid-credit scene is going to be... If you're not a comic book reader, I think the impact is going to be lessened. So you might need to ask your nerd friends kind of like, okay, like I would talk to your nerd nerdy friends who have seen it and kind of go, well, okay, what, you know, what, what parts am I missing here? Cause there is a big component that I think a lot of people are kind of missing. But again, I will get into that with, uh, I will go ahead and get into that with, uh, the spoiler review next weekend. But the science fiction elements for me work super fucking well. My partner and I went and saw it in DFX 3D. In the 3D, there's a couple points where things like popped out at us and we were like, holy shit, like it was it was a blast. So if you can see this in 3D, I would highly recommend see this in 3D. And I wanna go ahead and shout out real quick, uh, real quick Christoph Beck, who also scored the other two Ant-Man films. He does, or this film has my favorite iteration of the Ant-Man theme, which I think is right there with the Black Panther theme. I love the Ant-Man theme, and the way they remix it here for this movie works so fucking well. There are going to be people who just, I, I've, I, I've been saying this, and I think we're just at this point where I think, I think the MCU ended for a lot of people after Endgame, and you know, that's fine if, if you know, if you're not watching it, the, these anymore and keeping up with them like a lot of us are totally fine fair enough to each their own but i'm still just so happy with what marvel is producing i will already say and just get it out of the way captain america new world order next year that is my most anticipated film next year i cannot wait for captain america new world order that that is like thursday night i will be there with bells on i cannot wait for that fucking movie but I will say, with Marvel, uh, and, uh, the rumor being that we're going to be getting two to three movies a year, and then we're going to be getting two Disney Plus shows and maybe a Marvel uh, special presentation moving forward, I'm fine with them scaling back a little bit. Like, I mean, it's Marvel. I'll watch pretty much whatever the fuck they put out. But at the same time, they want to scale back a little bit and fine-tune these more. Cool. I'm fine with that. But this is... I like this more than Ant-Man and the Wasp, just because the performance of Majors is that. The, the performance of Majors alone gets this to a B for me. I think he's that fucking excellent in it. And as you, when you see King fucking shit up, it is, <laughs> it is horrifying. The way that he kills was just so, was so little emotion and just, it, it's amazing. So I really dug this. I love the action stuff that we get. Um, I didn't mention him yet, but Michael Douglas brings this amazing gravitas to the role of Hank Pym, and he gets more to do in this movie, and it's really cool to see Janet, Hope, and Hank having to talk their shit out, because I think we all kind of forgot that Janet gets home from the Quantum Realm, and, you know, it's all, you know, sunshine and rainbows but she was down there for 30 years and the fact that you know she has to wrestle with her own demons as far as what she potentially did in the quantum realm i love that and that's a nice subplot that i think wraps itself up very well still with room to kind of dig in more if they wanted to but for right now i oh god what it i think i gave love and thunder an a minus that sounds right 
but if you all remember when I reviewed that, I said it's right on that B plus A minus, you know, tilt. After rewatching a few times, while I do enjoy it, I'd probably go, I'd probably go B plus now for for Love and Thunder. Probably, uh, I still really enjoy it, but I'd probably say B plus. This for me is a solid A. I just I had so much fun with this fucking movie, and I might go see this again. Um, I didn't get high before I saw this the first before I saw this, and I'll be honest. The 3D felt lost on me because of that. And not, not lost on me, but that was a missed opportunity. If you do smoke weed or you want to just get a little buzz at the theater, I think the 3D would actually make your experience more fun. But I enjoyed this so, so much. And I, again, I cannot wait to see where we're heading. I will throw out more, uh, throw out my theories next weekend during the spoiler review. But yeah, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this quite a bit. So, yeah, go see this. If you're a fan of the Ant-Man character, you will have fun with this. But Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania, what did you think of it? Let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. Uh, uh, go ahead and follow my link tree. That's where you can find everywhere to listen to the show. You can like our Facebook pages, all that jazz. But you can like, share, subscribe. Please rate the show as well. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, and Samsung Podcasts at The Real Pineapple. You can like both our pages on Facebook at Real Pineapple and uh, uh, Real Pineapple Games, pardon me, and The Real Pineapple. That's R E E L Pineapple. You can follow me on Instagram at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Black Shazam. And you can follow me on TikTok at Black Shazam as well. But uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this upcoming week, we'll have uh, as we're getting near the end of the month, uh, we will have reviews for Black Cinema Showcase, including uh, Shaft. We're gonna have reviews up for Watchmen, and have a review up for Malcolm X as well, as well as uh, the Idris Elba film Beast, which I'm really excited to get that review up. And I feel like I'm, I might be missing one, but yeah, we'll have those reviews coming up for y'all. But Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Happy Black History Month again, and we'll talk to you soon.